eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Thursday, October 5th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Kind of playing hurt today with a scratchy voice. My son plays on the varsity soccer team. It's even more embarrassing if I let you know how I injured myself as a fan. But first, we will have Mark Porter and Bill Curlick up here in a minute. There's a lot of actual real recruiting news to talk about. Excuse me. But first, our sponsor today, AG1. When do you drink your AG1? For me, it's in the morning. What effects have it felt on my body? I feel great. It's a foundational nutrition supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. It replaces your multivitamin probiotic more in one simple drinkable habit, creating a manageable daily habit. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies, and a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com backslash bucknuts. That's drinkag1 backslash bucknuts. Check it out, and you can see it runs on the scroll there. Take advantage. Joining us, the Dean, Bill Curlick, Mark Porter. Sometimes there's no content for us, and we have to drum up stuff. This is not one of those days. Several names bubbling up on the recruiting radar. We're going to start with Akron Hoban linebacker, Eli Lee, class of 2025. He was offered. Bill rolled the crystal ball. Bill, you can let us know about the whole shebang. That's kind of a stem to stern offer to Crystal Ball. Might even be a record. And then Mark, he's <laughs> from Ohio. You can lay out the scouting report on Mr. Lee. Bill, the floor is yours. 
Yeah, uh, Eli Lee is a six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pound linebacker at Holwin. He's a class of two thousand and twenty five. Uh, had a really good sophomore season. I know he was over hundred tackles, um, and I believe he was a double digit sack guy. Uh, he is an inside interior linebacker, middle. Um, he did get the offer from Ohio State. He talked via FaceTime with James Laurinaitis then with Jim Knowles, and then uh, Eli's parents got on the FaceTime call. And um, uh, to say the least, Eli was pretty excited about the offer. Um, as he put it to me, he's been an Ohio State fan since he was born. Sure. So <laughs> uh, with that in mind, with Ohio State offering, and if you watch his videotape, it's pretty darn good. Uh, I did go ahead and crystal ball him to Ohio State. I uh, don't anticipate a real quick decision on his part. He wants to let things play out a little bit. I just think, though, that uh, after he lets things play out, that Ohio State's got a great chance to have Eli linebacker uh, in their class. Uh, his other offers um, right now, uh, you know, it, it's early. So his other offers, Iowa State, for instance, uh, is one of them. Uh, UMass, Toledo, Akron um, have all offered him. But um, uh, West Virginia, shouldn't forget them. They've offered as well. Um, but I think uh, as is often the case, when Ohio State offers, you know more are going to come. And kind of interesting, uh, real quick, Leroy Roker, the safety that Ohio State offered earlier this week, uh, I, I talked to him right away too. Uh, as I did Eli Lee right after the offer came. And I, I was telling Leroy that, uh, Leroy, with Ohio State getting in the offer to you, I think it'd be really fair to expect more offers to come. And lo and behold, Miami quickly, Miami Hurricanes quickly offered Leroy Rokers too. Uh, Eli is going to get the same type deal, I think. His offers are going to be rolling in now. Chad Stryker. Chad Stryker. Feels like Lee is about to blow up, as does Bill. Do you feel the same? Is that me? That is you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. And we talked about this a few weeks ago. Mark Pantone has a staff where they can evaluate more tape faster than everybody else. And this is a classic example of that, where they were out looking at tape in Ohio of all the best players and – they got through their evaluations, and this evaluation was a better evaluation than the sophomore tape. Uh, if you read the message boards, the, the fans are throwing out the names A.J. Hawk and Eichenberg, and, yeah, that's the ballpark we're playing in. And, you know, Ohio State has a type at certain positions. Brian Hartline has a type that he likes to offer a receiver. The quarterback's all kind of the same type. Your middle linebackers are coming from that same mold of the, of the A.J. Hawk, Laronitis, uh, Eichenberg type linebackers where if you watch his tape there's no steps backwards it's all downhill it's all between the tackles it's all leading with the head and shoulder pads for knockdown drop down tackles it's a very physical uh, type of play it's a lot of the dirty work where you're shedding guards and ripping through tackles and running around blocks and beating blocks in the backfield but I think you're getting a sure tackler and a guy who's going to do yeoman's work in the middle, and it might not be flashy, it might not be, uh, you know, something that we're like, oh, we're all excited about him like we were Sonny Styles. but C-gap to C-gap, 
you need football players that are tough, hard-nosed kids, and he fits that mold. He's also on a team that will have several other guys. Ohio State is in the mix for going forward, so I'm not saying they took Eli Lee to get the next guys, but it doesn't hurt to get a little pipeline action going at Hoban, given how well they've played and how much talent they got in the younger classes. Another guy that has been crystal balled to Ohio State that we've talked about recently, Carter Lowe. The Toledo Whitmer offensive lineman, Mark, you saw him this past weekend. Bill, you rolled the crystal ball a few days ago. Bring us up to speed. I guess since we're talking crystal balls, I'll, I'll go back to the summer. And when I watched the Whitmer private college workout, the buzz among staff at Whitmer and other people following was, hey, this guy's Ohio State. It's pretty much a done deal. Uh, you know, you can, you know, consider him done. Well, nothing happened. And when I go back up there last week, you get that same buzz on the sidelines. There's an assistant coach there. It says, don't worry about it. We got this one locked up to Ohio State. It's not a Michigan thing and blah, blah, blah. So I think the vibes out of there have been consistent and strong, and they're not afraid to tell you where his lean is. So I think with that being said, Bill may have put the final exclamation point on it, but I, I felt pretty comfortable. And I don't even get into the crystal balls and where guys are leaning, but a lot of people – felt freely enough to speak to me and say, hey, this is an Ohio State kid. It's just a matter of time. Before we go to Bill, scouting report. Okay. Big, massive, uh, long wingspan. I, I think I told you on the podcast Tuesday, we got two great pancakes out of him, and then he played backside a hinge. And so, But that doesn't bother me because I've seen him in his real domain doing his real thing, and I'm not worried about a night where the, the other team ran away from him. Uh, but he's going to be a run blocker first. He has that power in the phone booth to to root you out of there and kind of use pure brute strength to take you off the line. But in pass protection, uh, we had clips of him this summer where you could see how his feet are. In fact, they made it a point in his summer workout to show him kick-stepping and sliding and that type of movement to show you the big guy dancing around back there like a dancing bear. So you have one of your typical Ohio State offers. Again, you know, there's a type, and this is the type that we typically see at Ohio State, over 6'5", the wingspan, feet, uh, bully-type strength. But, yeah, really liked him, and I wish we could have seen him more front side so I could have provided you more highlights, but I've never seen the Deion Sanders treatment given to an offensive tackle, so that ought to tell you what Perrysburg thought of him. Do you see him as a tackle, right, left? Yeah, I, I see him as a right tackle right now, although he could get out there on the left side. I don't I don't know, you know, based on, you know, what they're going to do with him, but he's left tackle now, but they're, they had him at tight end, right tackle. They basically moved him all over the place, uh, Whitmer did, to get use him at the point of attack. Uh, but left tackle, I think you could start him off there and see how it goes, but he's such a great run blocker. I mean, he's really thick in the legs, thick in the butt. It looks like he's built to move guys in space. Bill, why roll the crystal ball now? Uh, one thing I want to add to that, um, High State, the, they, the way they've recruited recently on the offensive line, they haven't pigeonholed guys into exact positions too often, like left, right, left guard, whatever. Uh, they've, they've often actually said, you know, we're going to bring you in here and we think you could play just about any position and we'll fit you in where we need and where you're best fit at. But in the case of um, uh, Lowe, they have mentioned specifically left tackle with him. 
Now, they haven't said you are absolutely left tackle, but they have mentioned that to him, that we can see you as a left tackle at Ohio State. And I think he likes that. He, Like Mark said, he's a left tackle. When I saw him earlier this season, um, actually, I saw him the first game of the season, uh, he played the entire game at left tackle. Um, so, you know, I think uh, I think he could play right tackle. I think he could play left tackle. But Ohio State is mentioning left tackle to him. Um, now, as far as the – crystal ball. I think, um, you know, I've been thinking about that for a long time. And basically uh, I met his parents uh, this summer and I think they like Ohio state a lot too. I know he likes Ohio state a lot too. I know he's wanted to take visits. He went down uh, he's going to some of the schools in the South. He went to the Texas Alabama game. Um, he's wanted to take visits and all. I just wanted to make sure that once he took those visits, I didn't get any different vibe on him. And I don't, I don't get a, I, I talked to him again uh, this week, got no different vibe at all. So I get it, went ahead and made that crystal ball pick. As the Oracle says, 85% of Toledo loves Ohio state. And you have the people who live on the waterfront and can see, see across to the evil land of Michigan. Um, it was not the only recruiting news of the week. We actually have to double back to the class of 2024 for the offer to the aforementioned Leroy Roker, safety out of Fort Myers Bishop Vero High School. We think it's called that. Kind of surprising, Bill. And as you mentioned, when you let me know, he's a little bit of an unknown prospect when it comes to the big boys. Ohio State is really the first huge program to offer. Miami followed. However, Iowa has also offered, and not only did I see you report that he was offered by Iowa State, I saw Steve Wolfong roll a crystal ball to Iowa, and then I saw that Roker was visiting Ohio State this weekend. Can you provide any clarity on Leroy, don't call me Al Roker? Well, uh, he did get that Iowa offer earlier, and he did make an official visit there last weekend, and it went well. Um, Ohio State, Perry Iliano stopped at his school during the bye week and watched him practice, and then the Buckeyes offered him a scholarship. Um, I think without that Ohio State offer and without the Miami offer, I think that uh, Roker was headed to Iowa. I would have been pretty surprised if that's not where he picked. But I think now that the Buckeyes got in, and Miami for that matter, I think it's a whole new ball game now. And I think um, – uh, not only is Steve Wilfong, but our Iowa guy, Sean Bach, they had crystal balled him to Iowa, I believe, prior to uh, okay. Ohio State and Miami offering. So I think it's a whole new ball game now. I think we're, we'll see how it goes this weekend. He is, as I reported, uh, right after the offer came, he's going to make an official visit to Ohio State this weekend. Uh, they get these guys on campus, and if they push for him, I think it's going to make things a little bit uh, tough on Iowa, would be my opinion right now. But we'll see what happens. Then I think you've got the added thing of, does he go ahead and make an official visit to Miami since they followed up the Ohio State offer? We don't know that yet for sure because he hasn't even taken the Ohio State visit yet. So a lot's hinging on this weekend and him making the official visit to Ohio State and then trying to figure out, if he wants to go ahead and pursue that Miami offer as well. 
We've got a bunch of other good stuff to get to, but I've got to also let you know about our second sponsor. You can see those of you watching can see it on the ticker. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Jonathan Green, black beauty grass seed, naturally dark green in color, has roots that can grow up to four feet deep, and is super drought tolerant. With over 130 years of experience, Jonathan Green is a name you can trust for quality lawn care. And here's the best part, Buckeyes fans. They're offering you 10% off your order. JonathanGreen.com. Head over there now. Use the code BUCKNUTS10 at checkout for 10% off. Within just a few weeks, you'll see thick, lush green grass at the envy of your neighborhood. My voice. Say goodbye to bare spots and hello to a lawn the talk of the town. Visit JonathanGreen.com and use coupon code BUCKNUTS10 to get 10% off your order of grass seed, lawn fertilizer, weed controls and more I, i'm going to actually embarrass myself as you hear my voice my son plays soccer he actually scored a goal the other night and as i exulted i thought i tore my achilles and i'm not kidding i almost passed out and i had to have the trainer in her golf cart come over and wrap my leg in ice and it was nearly <laughs> the most embarrassing thing of my life <laughs> Getting old is not fun. I'm just telling people that. Um, I shan't I shan't be recruited by any big time programs anytime soon. All right, gentlemen. This weekend, you guys are getting back out on the road. Who will you be going to see and why? Marcus, take the floor. Well, I'm trying to decide if I want to see Pickerington Central and Pickerington North. Or if I'm going to make another trip to Cincinnati because Moeller and St. Ignatius are playing on uh, Saturday. So it's, it's kind of one of those, if I'm going to go to Cincinnati, I'm going to go for the weekend. If I'm going to go to Columbus, I'm just going to go for the night. Um, I'm working on a video right now where we're going to release it later today where you're going to get a look at Justin Hill, uh, Luca Gilbert, uh, a lot of players that you know you might not be talking about a little farther down the trough. And then as soon as we get done with that video, we're going to work on one with Eli Lee in it and some of the guys I saw Hoban uh, a week ago. And little did you know, you were watching a future Ohio State, Eli Lee, and I know people are asking about Peyton Cook, if he's going to get offered, and we'll try to do all those guys justice uh, as we get you know to the next breakdown. But the Pickerington, the playoffs, Pickerington Central, and Pickerington North is looking pretty good, so I don't know if I want to go see them right away, but I, I want to get Sam Williams Dickens, Dixon where I can get some highlights. Was there a Sam Greer sighting at Hogan? Not yet. That was a Saturday where he has not been back yet. And I was just saying the footage, I'm still breaking down from that game. But uh, I know Bill is going to see him, I think, next week. And I'm hoping he's back. But I will I will see Hoban again in the playoffs. Okay, great. William, 
Yeah, uh, I, I'll see Hoban actually in a couple weeks from now. Um, next week, I'm going to go see Tavy and St. Clair as Bell Fountain travels to Plain City, Jonathan Alder. And that should be a good game. Jonathan Alder has a good team. So next week, I'll be traveling to that game. And then the following week, October 20th, um, as I was talking to Eli Lee last night, um, uh, I'm going to go to the um, Lakewood St. Edwards at Akron Hoban game October wow. 20th. And as you I was know, talking to Eli Lee, yeah, I, I just might end up being there till two in the morning interviewing guys after the game. There's so many guys to interview. You've got uh, Ohio State scholarship offers on the Hoban side to Sam Greer, uh, Albert Hill, and now Eli Lee, all from the class of 2026 at Hoban. So certainly I want to interview all those guys. You've got the Armstrong twins um, at uh, St. Edwards who have committed to Ohio State. So that's at least five guys right there that are either Ohio State commitments or Ohio State offers at this point. you got Peyton Cook, who I like a lot, and, you know, I, I might pitch a tent and just uh, stay there all night long at that game. Um, but this weekend, yeah. this weekend I'm headed south uh, as of now, at least. I'm going down to Cincinnati and what should be a really good game. Winton Woods is 6-1, and one and they are hosting a Milford team that's 7-0. and oh. Winton Woods, as Mark talked about, has Justin Hill, the linebacker that Ohio State's offered. And um, I'll be interested to see Isaiah Garrett, too, the 2027 running back at Winton Woods. So provided everybody is healthy, and as we, Mark and I have talked about, we always check uh, Wednesday, Thursday, just yes. to make sure the guys we're going to see are healthy and playing. Doesn't always work out, Dorian Brew-type situation, where Mark went down to see that one and Dorian wasn't playing. But uh, providing everybody is as playing as expected, I'll be going to uh, the uh, Witten Woods hosting Milford game this Friday tomorrow. Bill, funny you should raise the name Dorian Brew. <laughs> Dorian Brew, I think Nate Beam is referring to here, the Northmont DB. He is now actually the Conroe DB, uh, Conroe, Texas. He moved back to texas he actually matriculated to clayton from the houston area and middle school or junior high school depending on where you're from back to with back to his dad who's the sprint coach at conroe bill any update on the former ohioan who was the top rated player in ohio i might add any thoughts on his recruitment or are we just kind of waiting for the end of the year here now well, um, he is supposed to play in his first game this weekend for Conroe. He had to sit out the 14 days that Texas uh, High School Athletic Association law, uh, rules say. He had to sit out the 14 days. So that did not make him eligible to play until this weekend. So he should get on the field for the first time for Conroe. Um, Tim Walton wasted no time. He was there at Conroe right away during Ohio State's bye week. That was one of his very first stops. Uh, to check in with Dorian Brew. Uh, Dorian Brew absolutely is still considering Ohio State. Um, his dad, as you mentioned, Dan, is uh, in the Conroe system. He is a sprint coach for the football team and track coach and all. Um, 
His mom is an Ohio State legacy. She is up here in Ohio. Um, but he is absolutely still considering Ohio State very highly, I might add. Um, but it's not over by any means. You know, now the Texas schools are going to feel like they have a better chance than ever to land him. Um, certainly, uh, Notre Dame has worked hard to land Dorian Bruce. So we'll see what happens. It's not going to be a situation I don't see him making any decision anytime really quickly. It, All right. I, you we know what? It, you brought up a couple programs' names. We talked about Northmont, and yeah, I didn't get to see our guy Brew, but let's start talking about Cedric Works. He's one of the featured guys on this breakdown that's coming out today. Uh, he's going to remind you of C.J. Hicks. He's going to look like Justin Hill. He's a stand-up guy, 6'5", linebacker, that he puts his face mask on a few people and wasn't a wasted trip for me. I, he is definitely one of the top players in this class, and we're not talking. If Ohio State offered him instead of Eli Lee, I would not have been shocked. And so when you see his film, I want people to – Get excited about him. And then uh, over at Wentwood's, Dom Neal Rogers is a corner that has a Michigan offer. He's only he's light in the pants, maybe 150, 160. But to Ryan Nichols was like that a year ago. And some of these other corners are light earlier in their career. Uh, he looked pretty good as I broke down a tape. He's flying around. They have him playing safety. So he may be a guy that's on Buckeye radar. And you men mentioned uh, Isaiah Zeke Garrett. Uh, that is the freshman running back for Wentwood's. Uh, unfortunately, when I saw him, uh, Anderson did a good job for shutting him down. Uh, my initial impressions <laughs> of him are he is much smaller than I thought he was. On eighth grade film, he looked like Adrian Peterson compared to the kids on the field. Uh, on a high school field, he's he's more normal. Uh, he is going to be a very good one, but he's more of a scat back. I bet you he's only about 180 pounds right now. Uh, has a lot of jitter. Uh, I, I checked out some other film of him, and it, and it looks pretty good. Uh, and the other name we brought up, uh, Peyton Cook and Hoban. You know, checking out some film on him. I don't know if he has a signature game underneath his belt. I only looked at three or four game films. He had like uh, four slants in one game, a lot of short catches, some pulverizing blocks. Uh, that probably was the thing that stood out to me the most with him so far, as he peeled back on some guys and sprung some people. So people have asked about this. When's the Peyton Cook offer coming? Uh, maybe after the signature big game he has, because right now, They've rolled on some teams, and they've used him, but more of a possession guy, not as a splash electric player that you know maybe Ohio State would offer as a receiver. I've told you guys this before. My son played uh, fall league hoops with Cedric, I think, in the ninth grade, and um, he was a bone of china shot, man. Uh, Pigeon-toed at the time and just, dude, bounced off of him. Wasn't necessarily a hooper, but uh, I'm not surprised. I, I, I'll add, too, that I, I got to see Isaiah Garrett. Uh, Mark, Mark mentioned he's a, a smaller guy. He's, you know, he's not a power back or whatever. Um, back in the spring when they were doing the seven-on-sevens, I went down to a, a huge seven-on-seven -seven event down in Cincinnati, and Winton Woods was playing in it. Isaiah Garrett at that time was, you know, he was, he was suiting up with the varsity and all and playing with them. Uh, and, of course, seven-on-sevens, they're in shorts, shorts and helmets. Um, uh, so, you know, I got to see him firsthand without equipment on and he is a smaller guy, but he is really fast and he has got great moves and well, he's, he's a well-known guy, uh, down in the Cincinnati area as a potential, you know, potential future star. 
Yeah, I, I don't mean that as a knock. He's a smaller guy. I mean, I'm just when you see him a year ago and all you have is eighth grade tape. You, he looked like he was a monster on that eighth grade tape, and then that's pretty typical of someone. But to be dressing with varsity and playing varsity, that speaks volumes. But he's not the back I guess I expected. Now, will he grow into you know a six-two back? Probably not. He's going to be one of those guys that's electric. One name that's come up a lot is to Ryan Nichols, Chad Stryker, obviously one of our best. He's kind of does a good job of weaving it all together here for you, Bill. Is that offer to Florida safety Leroy Roker a just-in-case offer if we can't pull Torian Nichols away from Kentucky? Well, I don't look at it that way at this point, but I will say that, uh, again, I checked on Torian Nichols um, not very long ago, just a number of days ago. Uh, don't remember exactly what day. I checked on his status, and, you know, he really hasn't moved a lot as far as um, – uh, his commitment to Kentucky. It's not like he seems like he is on the verge of backing off. Now, you never know, but um, I still think there's a decent chance that he'll get up to Ohio State for a visit, possible official visit. Um, but uh, like I said, he hasn't moved a lot off that Kentucky offer, and Kentucky's looking pretty good. I mean, <laughs> they rolled Florida last weekend, and they're playing Georgia this weekend. I think that's going to be a an interesting game to see what happens. I'm gonna. I'm actually pretty uh, interested to see how Kentucky does against Georgia. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't think it's any guarantee whatsoever that he's going to move off that Kentucky offer. Maybe he does, but uh, far from a sure thing. And uh, the Roker kid, you know, I think that um, if they really like what they see of him again in person this weekend and everything goes well. You know, and I, I could I could see them pushing for him. It wouldn't shock me at all. I should digress and mention that uh, Kentucky also got the uh, very interested in Youngstown, Brian Robinson. Everyone up here was paying close attention to that for the Youngstown ties. So that saga has now come to, to an end. So another yeah. feather for Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, and I think they're trying to use the, the Lynn Bowden uh, game plan with Brian Robinson, bring the kid from Youngstown that needs someone to put their arms around him and bring him into the family. And it paid off with Lynn Bowden, who was just activated on the Saints roster. I mean, he's been bouncing around forever. So, you know, there's a little more of a digression, not Ohio State related, but I know that's a name that we followed on this podcast. Lest we forget, Lynn Bowden took a detour through Bloomington to Lexington. So, and from the Patriots to the Dolphins to yes. another team to the Saints. He's he's a well-known person around the NFL now. Hey, as long as those checks clear. There's been a lot of questions on here about Justin Hill. So I'm just going to throw one up here and you guys can break it down. And Mark, you can kind of tease what you got coming. 438 for a linebacker, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to tell everybody this. A legit 438. If you run a legit 438, you're Almost fast enough to run for the United States four by one team. That's yeah, um, go ahead. What, what I, yeah, what I have on film this week isn't saying four three eight. Now he's fast, and we love him because he's fast at his size. But um, kids sometimes will use like you know how sometimes you run forties at the end of practice, and three or four coaches are timing you, and someone yells out of time, and that'll be your time forever because it's the best one you've ever heard. That sounds like what's going on there. A, a hand time. You can add two tenths to, okay? And let's just, you know, track coaches will verify that. So maybe he ran a 4.38, which is 4.48, 4.58, which is a 4.6, which is really 
probably what he is a four six and that is a Fast. true for yeah a true legitimate four six at the nfl combine at his size is a first second round draft pick okay so it's not a knock that we're debating his four three eight and you know saying it may and questioning I don't want to even question. I don't. I don't. I don't even like questioning kids when they do this because I'm sure a coach clocked him at that and said that's what the time was. But I, I wouldn't put that up against other legitimate four three eights like Dan saying because yeah, it, it's and it's almost. I don't know if there's too many humans who have ever been that big like Bo. That's Bo Jackson area six three two twenty four three four two nine four one nine whatever the heck he was. It, that's the the greatest athlete of all time stuff. So. Yeah, I, you I, hope he commits to Ohio State if he does. Garrett Wilson is about a four three eight four four zero guy. Yeah, yeah. And Hill, same with Justin Hill is not getting into coverage with Garrett Wilson. Okay, yeah, when I saw That's that no question, knock on the guy. Go ahead. When yeah. I saw that question, I thought, well, certain not laser timed, maybe yeah. hand timed, and there's a big difference in those two. Huge yeah. difference. There yeah, I, I know. Uh, I know a coach at the end of practice that would have their kids run 37 yard 40s. Oh, so funny you say that. Yep. And, and he'd yell out the time. Yeah. yeah. And the kids, you know, would all buy. And, he, and it, we, we kind of questioned, like, coach, what are you doing? He's like, think fast, play fast. Right. You know, it was just, it was just a, hey, they believe they're faster. They think they're faster. It's, it's a mental approach. But, it, but they also go around repeating these things. And, and, and you know, yeah. We, we used to have a guy, um, there was a team that I used to cover, a legit high school team in the Northern Virginia area that literally dealt with Division One coaches routinely, so he didn't want to put out fake numbers, so he would not tell you what their real numbers were, but when you tell them, like, oh, the opposition has a guy that runs a, he would say back to you every time, 38, 38, meaning he knows you, that's a 38-yard time, that's not a 40-yard time, so literally, if you see someone running a 438, they could literally be the anchor on your four by one team at your high school and be all state. Um, and, and you know what? It, it's at the size he's at. If he was a 155 pound kid that ran that, that's who usually pulls that off. Not someone 70 pounds heavier. You know, it, it, it's, it's really rare that guys that big can do that. Now it happens. And if he does do that, let's, let's get him in the fold. Let's bring him to Ohio state now. And, you know, like immediately, you know, but he is lightning fast. Just that that must be like Bill said, that's a hand time. If yeah, he ran a laser time for hold on a second. If he ran a laser time four three eight at that size with how good he is, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, they would set up camp outside his high school and not leave till he committed. The, the Browns and the Browns and Bengals would be sitting outside of his house. He'd get drafted next year, just skip yeah. the, you know. Just for anybody that doesn't know, we were talking about at his size. Uh, Justin Hill is a six foot three and a half to six foot four, 215 to 220 pound linebacker. So, you know, we're not talking about a, a, a five foot 11 wide receiver or cornerback. We're talking about a, a, a pretty big human being already for a linebacker at almost six, three and a half, six, four, and 215 to 220. And, and, and you heard me say, put him in the C.J. Hicks boat, put him in the Sonny Styles boat, yeah. put him in the, you know, put put him in the, even like the uh, Cedric Works. These guys all have that 6'3", 6'4", profile, and they can all scoot. I mean, they're rare, rare humans for where they're at. I mean, and I know we're going 
gorilla diving into this time or whatever, but okay. that that's a subhuman time. I mean, that's look a four three eight. You not only have to be able to run, you got to be trained to run because that's almost a track speed time. Now, if you're a four four two guy and you train for the combine and you spend the whole time working with a track guy and go four three eight, I buy that. But you're flying. All right. Let's end with this, gentlemen. Can't let you get out of here without commenting on Ohio State hosting the Terps. Noon kickoff. Uh, Maryland undefeated, but not ranked. So I think that lets you know that the public is waiting for Maryland to trade punches with a legitimate team. Ohio State is that team. Mark, I'll let you go first. Your thoughts on Ohio State, Maryland this weekend. Yeah, the bye week and the rest and everything, that spells trouble for Maryland. Uh, I think now you're starting to see real game plans out of Ohio State, real a real effort to get their best guys the ball. Uh, I think you can cover the spread on this one. I, I think this one's going to be a little more uh, – and I've seen a lot of hype with the, for the quarterback there, and you know, but this is real speed coming at you, and, and you're going to have to really be special to, to handle this defense. I, I really – I think – the confidence from the Notre Dame win, I think it all starts to spiral for Ohio State, and you start to steal them. We're going to go on a little run here of wins. Yeah, if you guys read the boarding house yesterday, you know that a current NFL player who that we speak to on a routine basis was quite, and he's obviously still devoted to his college, uh, was quite happy that they got the week off and cited the fact that when JT and the boys led the comeback against Penn State, they were talking about that till Wednesday, and then they went to Iowa, and that did not go well. So the week off allowed them to clear their minds. Bill, your thoughts on the Turtles? Well, I would say that um, I think uh, the interest is more there now for this game than maybe two months ago. Fair. I don't think anybody was uh, circling Ohio State-Maryland as undefeated teams playing each other at that point. Maybe there are some were. But I, I talked to a parent of one of the high state players earlier this week, and he said uh, uh, he said he's really looking forward to this game. He said this is going to be an interesting one, and I thought, yeah, it, 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 it's going to be more interesting than I thought uh, a month or two ago for sure. I think I stay still in good shape, and I don't expect any upset whatsoever. But um, I, I did look. Uh, a little bit of what Maryland's done so far. And I think uh, Ohio State, if I remember correctly, the score over Indiana was 23 to three Ohio State. Uh, Maryland beat them 44 to 17. So um, obviously Maryland um, has some players on the offensive side of the ball. But again, I think Ohio State's defense, as Mark mentioned, is going to be just fine. I think Ohio State is going to be in good shape, but the interest is a little higher than I at one point expected. I'll leave you with this. Uh, obviously, the quarterback in reference here is Talia Tagovailoa, the younger brother of Tua, who is thriving in Miami with the Dolphins. And Talia, this is actually his fourth year as a starter, the rare college four-year starting quarterback these days. And I was talking to a source who lamented Ohio State's inability to get sacked and how that would be an issue. And I was thinking to myself, I just haven't seen really – anybody in the big 10 going off when it comes to edge presence or sacking the quarterback. So I went and looked it up through five games, the big 10 leaders in sacks 
has two sacks. So these teams have gone to a across the board in the Big Ten, a more quick hitting offense where you don't sit in the pocket. If after five games, the number one guy in sacks in the entire league has two sacks, that lets you know this is not uh, a conference where guys are getting a lot of them and the quarterbacks are sitting back there now. Talia is going to throw the ball a ton, and they are going to need to pressure him. But uh, those days of big-time sack numbers, I'm afraid, may not be there. So we just got to go for the pressure. If they get that, I think they'll win. You know, you know, I, I just think it out loud again. I wonder how much the shorter games are going to affect statistics in a lot of categories throughout the year. If you're losing three, four offensive possessions a game, that means you're losing three, four defensive possessions times 10 games. It's 30, 40 defensive possessions throughout a year. Wow. You know, I mean, you could get two sacks on a, on a series if you really had a great series. You know, that's not improbable. But, you know, I, it, as you're saying that, I'm, I wonder how much the shorter games are going to play a factor in, you know, historical statistics for from here on out. You know, well, I mean, you just can't lose three or four possessions of games and think in times that times a season and think things are going to be the same. And I don't know if this is just a micro, you know, analysis, but I think that's going to play out somewhere. Yeah, and I don't think it helps Ohio State to have fewer possessions. You want as much time out there on the field to spread everyone as thin as possible so that Ohio's de- Ohio State's depth can shine. But uh, we shall see. We appreciate these guys stopping by. There's plenty of content coming from both of them. Keep it locked in here. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.